96.7 FM WTOB, and you're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you to retire that job, but keep that paycheck. And today with me is not Bryce Payne, but my son, Garrett. And good morning, Garrett. How you doing, Doug? Good to see you. good. First time you and I are doing a radio show together. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, I'm running the board, and you're leading the show, so should yeah. be should be interesting to see what we get into. Yeah, it, it could be great, or who knows? It could be something <laughs> quite different. <laughs> it could be a little bit of a mess. We're going to find so, out. So you've been with us now about a year. Almost a year. A, and, a year in March, yeah. Yeah, and I, I want to tell our listeners, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel very lucky to have gotten you uh, – uh, into the firm. Uh, your background is uh, pretty impressive. You're a Citadel engineer grad, spent four years in the Navy as a CB. Uh, from there, you uh, went into private manufacturing uh, with, uh, I think, lithium-ion batteries and a plant in Concord. Yep. And then you and your boss uh, ended up getting hired by Tesla to go out to the <laughs> Gigafactory yep. and help Elon uh, roll those Model 3s out to, to really kick yep. Tesla off. Yeah, launch Model Three, Model Y. That uh, that was a that was a wild time. Yeah, it was. Then you uh, you left Tesla and for a little while went into uh, uh, private equity, and yep. and uh, that didn't uh, suit your style. So uh, after that, you decided you're going to go try Anheuser Busch out. Yep. <laughs> By the way, just to tell the listeners this a little bit about you, mm-hmm. Garrett has always loved as a hobby to brew beer and he <laughs> does make some incredibly good beer that's right so the anheuser-busch job i thought fit pretty well for him but uh, <laughs> uh luckily we ended up uh getting him along the way he got his mba from wake forest so uh, while he's been in manufacturing and production most of his career that skill set is going to blend over in our business quite well because number one when you build out a retirement plan, that's a form of manufacturing. While it's not putting, you know, lithium-ion batteries in a Model Three, <laughs> it is building out a plan for your ultimate retirement. And you've got uh, a Wake Forest MBA, a Florida MBA, in here right behind it, helping build out that plan. And you know, Garrett, we see people from all walks of life. We have, as our client base, we've got. Uh, engineers we have businessmen we have factory workers we have school teachers we have policemen firemen i mean all walks of life come in here so your skill sets are going to blend in quite well well i uh i appreciate the support and the uh and the, and the sponsorship for sure um you know i get i get a question every now and then how's it like transitioning uh, over to the the finance world and you know, one of the things that we do here at the Wealth Guardians that, that I'm really proud of is we are in the role of educating about the numbers around finance, uh, helping people come up with a financial plan that they can understand, that they can break down uh, and make sense for them. And so I really enjoy doing those financial models and uh, helping people out. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Doug, I think we want to get into the key takeaways of this past week's State of the Union. Yeah. Uh, the president uh, obviously addressed the country. What we kind of noticed was there were some key themes that generated a lot of response from uh, both parties within uh, the chamber. 
The first one that came to mind uh, is the state of Social Security and Medicare. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, uh, that one was, I think, drew the uh, loudest reaction from the Republican side of the House. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, uh, loud response in either or both directions, really. Yeah. Well, you know, President Biden made the accusation that Republicans wanted to. Uh, kill Social Security, Medicare, which has been one of their ongoing themes. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely, completely not true. Adjust it, save it, yes. And I think this whole uh, idea that Democrats have about Republicans wanting to get rid of Social Security started back in the Bush administration. Mm -hmm. I remember distinctly back then, he won his uh, second term, and he says he's got political capital to spend, and he wanted to use that on reforming <clears throat> Social Security. What Bush's plan was right now, if our listeners don't know, the money that goes into Social Security is invested in U.S. Treasury bills. So you don't have much of a return there. Right. What Bush wanted to do is take not all of that money, but a portion of that money, and put it into the stock market okay, to get better returns. But that got defeated in Congress. Now, can you imagine had that plan gone down back then, mm. what that would have done to our Social Security? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Medicare, too. So, yeah, yeah uh, uh, that, one, that one got quite a, uh, a reaction. It did, it did. You know, there's a couple other topics that, that President Biden uh, addressed the country about that got some pretty strong reaction. Uh, he went out pretty strong and touted job creation, Given the, the economic conditions we've seen over the past year and, and kind of through uh, his term so far as president, you know, what are your thoughts about his claims about job creation? And, you know, what was your takeaway from the president's remarks? Well, his one uh, quote was that in his two years as president, uh, he created more jobs uh, than any other president has in four years. Mm. Well, no doubt in my mind, there were some new jobs created along the way, but most of the jobs that he's talking about were basically jobs that were lost during COVID right. that have yep. come back. Right. So in my mind, that's not creating, that's just getting your job back. Yeah, it would, it would be interesting to know, you know, during that, understandably, to some degree, what, you know, when kind of the economy paused during, as we were trying to understand and digest COVID and what's the severity and, and, and how, how long is this thing going to go? What was that baseline before the outbreak of COVID? What did we drop down to as far as jobs and employment levels? Uh, and then have we actually made any incremental gain from where we started before COVID? That would be kind of a more accurate measurement in my mind, but... Well, it's um, politics. They're not too accurate in their measurements. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Wealth Guardian Show, and we are talking about key takeaways from President Biden's State of the Union address this past week. All right, Doug. Well, there was a couple other topics that um, the president wanted to discuss. You know, one of the things that stuck out to me as I was watching his address was there were topics that he went really deep and lengthy on, and there were some topics that he didn't speak too much of. Um, one thing that kind of stuck out to me was not a whole lot of discussion about the border. No, he likes to tiptoe around that one, doesn't he? And you know what? That one topic right there, I think, along with inflation, is the American people's biggest concern right now. I was disappointed that he did not address uh, the border very much at all. So. 
I, I, uh, yeah, it's a mess, and it, I, I guess he just didn't want to touch it with a ten foot pole. Yeah, you know, it's, it, he talked a little bit about some additional funding for um, ad- additional border agents, some additional technology at the border to help kind of uh, improve our surveillance. Definitely sounded like plans of things that uh, he wants to do. It'll be interesting to see if, if that actually gets passed and and, and uh, enacted. All right, one other topic that was interestingly missing was the rising specter of uh, China. And China's been fairly aggressive and in the headlines over the past couple of weeks. What were your thoughts on his comments uh, about China or perhaps lack thereof? Well, he didn't say a lot. He, he did, though, get pretty animated when he was talking about Xi Jinping. Uh, he did. For he, did. he did. He yep. did. Um, that situation with the spy balloon, uh, he mentioned just a little bit, right. uh, didn't go into great detail. Uh, my thought process about that being an ex naval aviator is I cannot believe that we did not respond, uh, any sooner than we did. I mean, we yeah. could have knocked that thing down at the Aleutian islands, right. uh, or, you know, I mean, it was allowed to drift all over the country and finally, they decided to knock it down off the coast of South Carolina. Why'd they wait that long? I have no idea. Yeah, hopefully in the in the coming weeks, we, we get a more um, tactical reason for that decision that, that, make, that makes uh, sense as far as whether it was, you know, for intelligence they wanted to gather or my hope is that it wasn't just simply a, a delay in response. All right, Doug. Well, um, we've reached that point in the segment where it's time to ask you a trivia question. You're going to be like Bryce and try to stump me, aren't you? Well, I'm going to do my best here. My own son. Okay. <laughs> it's time for the Wealth Guardian's trivia question of the week. So this trivia question, keeping within the theme, is about the State of the Union. Um, the State of the Union is required per Article 2, Section 3, Clause 1 of the United States Constitution. And it says for the President to, and I quote, give the Congress information of the State of the Union and recommend to their consideration, such measures as he shall judge necessary and expedient, end quote. Here's the interesting thing about the State of the Union. During most of the country's first 100 years, the president submitted a written report to Congress. My question to you, Doug, is which early 20th century president, that's your clue, began the regular practice of delivering the address in person under a joint session of Congress? I think I know the answer to that, but you'll have to wait for the next segment. And by the way, if you're wondering where Bryce is, he's on vacation having a great time in Florida. (laughs) And good on him. All right, well, stick around for the answer to that trivia question on the other side of this short break. This is Garrett Ray. With me is Doug Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB. 96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Garrett Ray, along here with Doug Ray. And in the second segment this morning, we are talking about an incomplete financial plan. Now, before we get to our trivia question, I've got two questions for you. Are you looking forward to your retirement? Do you want to make sure you're making the best financial decisions for your retirement? If you've answered yes to those questions, then I've got great news for you. We here at the Wealth Guardians offer a no-cost, no-obligation, second opinion or review of your retirement plan, including a deep analysis of your assets, investment portfolio, 
insurance policies, income needs, risk tolerance, risk exposure, tax mitigation strategies, legacy goals, and the fees you are currently paying. And some of those can be hidden, folks. Our goal is simple. We want to help you lower your fees, align your risk, and improve your overall retirement picture so you can retire the job and keep the paycheck. However, the ball is in your court. You have to give us a call. Our number is 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Give us a call or visit us at thewealthguardians.com to set up your financial plan review with Doug Garrett or Bryce today. Remember, the markets are not going to wait for you. All right, Doug, we got a trivia question coming up here. And in keeping with the theme of our first segment, it's about the State of the Union Address. Okay. As a refresher, the State of the Union is required per Article 2, Section 3, Clause 1 of the U.S. Constitution for the present to, and I quote, give the Congress information of the State of the Union and recommend to their considerations such measures as he shall judge necessary and expedient. Okay, during the first 100 years of our country's existence, it was more typical for the president to submit a written report to Congress. My question to you is, which early 20th century president started the tradition of delivering the address in person to a joint session of Congress? Who is that president? So I'm afraid, unlike Bryce, you didn't stump me. I'm pretty sure I know the answer. <laughs> All right. And the reason I know the answer is because I was listening uh, before the State of the Union, and Brett Baer actually covered uh, this little piece of Oh, trivia. so you got, a, you got a tip. I got a tip. It was Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> you are correct. You are correct. So I don't have the chime to ring you in today, but yes, Doug, you are correct. Uh, that first... Uh, State of the Union address that was delivered in person was by Woodrow Wilson, and it was delivered in 1913. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know. Going back a little ways. Going back a little ways. 110 years. <laughs> All right, Doug. Let's, uh, let's dive into this uh, second segment here. Uh, questions about the incomplete financial plan. So question out there for the listeners. Are you confident that your financial plan is complete? Many people believe they have a solid plan in place, only to l- later realize that they've missed important areas from not accounting to long-term care expenses, overlooking the impact of taxes on retirement income. There are many ways a financial plan can be incomplete. On this episode, we're going to be pointing out the most common areas people overlook when planning and provide actionable tips to ensure your plan is as comprehensive as possible. You know, Doug, one of the things that we try to discuss with people going through our process is the dangers of a market downturn in their early years of retirement. And if you do the math, it's actually statistically much worse for there to be a bear market or a market downturn in your early years of retirement than in your later years. What are your thoughts on some of that? And and can you kind of explain to the listeners why that is? Well, it's absolutely true. Um, You know, we have a handout and it's called the, what we're talking about is called the sequence of return. Yep. Sequence of return risk. Yep. So we have this handout that basically says you had two brothers, uh, worked essentially for the same company all their life, started at the same time, earned about the same thing, put away the same amount of money in their retirement plans, retired on the same day. So the hypothetical, like identical twin brothers, same job. Okay. Yeah. 
So one brother retires at the beginning of a bull market, mm. and he has a wonderful, incredible retirement life. Uh, both brothers and their families spend about the same amount of money. Okay. And so they're identical, right? Yeah. And uh, this first brother, uh, he just has a wonderful retirement life and has just uh, oodles and gobs of money left over when he and his wife pass away. Sounds like he did it right. Brother number two. <laughs> He retires at the beginning of a nasty bear market. Think uh, 2008 or the Great Recession. Yep, absolutely. This brother actually runs out of money by the time he's 78 years old. Jeez. And, and, And think about it. They were identical except for that two events. So what happens is when you retire at the cusp of a, of a bear market, your assets are getting drained by the market, yet at the same time, you're taking out the same amount of money to make ends meet out of your accounts. Right. You're, you're taking distributions at the same time that the market is pushing your, your portfolio downward. Right. So that's like a double hit on your retirement assets. If you retired at the cusp of a bull market, then what's happening is that bull market is replenishing what you're taking out. Right. Secrets right. of return risk, and that's why we protect your downside with stop-loss tra- strategies. So I was just about to ask you that. So in this in this example that you're talking about, this is assuming that the two brothers had full exposure to market risk in retirement. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right, Doug. One of the other uh, dangers of an incomplete financial plan can be the effects of inflation over time and how that decreases our purchasing power. And don't we know that now? Yes, we have lived through a little bout of that, haven't we? You know, I've I've been around long enough to have lived through it back in the in the late seventies and uh, in the early eighties. Inflation is is just it, it just eats away at you silently. It's it's like this mm. uh, tax that's coming at you. And I can remember vividly back in the late seventies, people would go out and spend and buy something quick because mm-hmm. next week it might be ten percent higher. Right. So absolutely, inflation is insidious and it has to be accounted for. And unfortunately, a lot of people. Uh, aren't doing that. And um, right now we have a bad situation with inflation. Hopefully we get it under control. Jerome Powell seems dedicated to doing that. Uh, you know, this past week he reiterated several more interest rate hikes. He did. He was, it, it doesn't seem like the Fed is coming off of that, uh, that mantra anytime soon. It, it does seem like they are open to, I guess, softening the level of increase. So they went really, really strong early on. We had a 25 basis point raise here recently. Wonder if they'll stick to that game plan for another three, six months. Well, I, I guess. I mean, if they're monitoring inflation, it does seem to be moderating a little bit. So if it continues to moderate, they'll probably do that game plan. But if it gets a little out of hand, and I've been watching oil prices, they've been ticking up. They have. So yeah. we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. I think 23 is going to be an interesting year. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, if you're just tuning in here, you are listening to the Wealth Guardians radio show, and we are talking about the dangers of an incomplete financial plan. You know, one of the things that is also a danger and something that folks may not necessarily consider in a financial plan as they enter that retirement window is the possibility of tax increases in the future, Doug. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? And how do we help advise uh, clients to 
at least getting a more defensive stance against that? You know, for years in every workshop or seminar I, I ever did, one of the main questions I asked the audience, I'd say, raise your hand if you believe taxes will be higher in the future than they are now. And almost everybody in the room raises their hand, and I believe it too. And in fact, uh, if you listen to the president in the State of the Union, uh, he is definitely a proponent of raising taxes. Right. Um, yeah, that was pretty clear. <laughs> very clear. Now, you know, here's the thing. He's saying nobody making under $400,000 is going to have a penny of taxes uh, raised. Right. And um, that's impossible because here's the fact. The top 1% of earners in this country are paying 42% of the income tax. Right. The bottom 50% of earners are only paying like 2% of the income tax. You're right. His math isn't working. Uh, we have a $31 trillion deficit. I don't see how in the world taxes will not be higher at some point in the future than they are now. Yeah, it, it is interesting. You know, at, at some point, you know, there's a lot of uh, discussion about raising the, the debt ceiling and that sort of thing. And at some point, my thought is, you know, the, the government has to get serious about if we're, if we're going to have this debt, there needs to be some intent to eventually pay it back. And so I don't I agree with you. I don't see any other way out of it in, unless we're going to completely slash spending here. I don't know if that's going to happen in this administration or again, the default is, OK, Tax raises are common. I I agree with you, and I think it's a I think it's a danger that any any retiree could face for sure. One of the things that also could be a concern uh, or something we should consider during uh, the creation of a financial plan is the challenge that is presented by RMDs. So, Doug, let's talk about RMDs a little bit and how we help clients through that process. The required minimum distribution that comes out of your retirement accounts. And, yeah, the challenge this past year has been the fact that they've increased the uh, uh, age of your required beginning year. Right. uh, Well, it started with a SECURE Act. It went from 70 and a half to 72. That was a couple years ago. Then this year they've gone from 72 to 73. So anybody who turns 72 this year, you don't have to take your RMD this year. You can wait till you turn 73. And then, what is it, five years from now, it's going to go to, what, 75, I think? 75, I believe, yeah. by 2028. So just keeping up with it is, is a big challenge right now. Well, that, exactly. That's, that's one of the, the conversations we've had to have uh, with clients is, okay, shift gears. They, they, you know, the, 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 the IRS kind of changed their guidelines again. Now, to be fair, in their favor, they gave them one extra year before they have to take out their required minimum distribution. But it, it absolutely is something that you need to have a financial planner on your side to help guide you through these changes as they come at us. Yeah. You know, it even stumped one of our company. Most of our companies we use are really good about alerting uh, their investors to when they need to take an RMD. One of their companies this year sent it out to people turning 72 this year. I guess they hadn't had a chance to retool their software. So <laughs> that yeah. created some confusion. Every now and then we get a, a little, a little curveball thrown our way, but that's okay. We can work through it. Well, Doug, I tell you what, like often happens to us, uh, unfortunately, this is all the time we have this week. It went by quick. It really did. It was fun working with you. <laughs> it was fun working with you too, Doug. Uh, well, you know, we from the Wealth Guardians here hope that you enjoy the rest of your weekend and that your weekend is everything that you want it to be. This is Garrett Ray along with Doug Ray 
The show is The Wealth Guardians helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM, WTOB.